All right, ready to start? Yep. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm here with the most beautiful, wonderful sister in the entire world. And maybe I've complimented other guests before, but you can't compare anything to a sister. And this is my one and only sister, Simone. And she, howdy. Howdy. Do you want to say anything else to introduce yourself? Um, well, I'm very lucky to be the sister of lovely Maya. And I'm <laughs> very happy because now I'm on the actual podcast instead of the their Duchess, <laughs> which was our, the mock trial of yeah, we had an alternative podcasting. We had an alternative podcast to this that was going to be called There There Duchess cuz someone calls me Duchess <laughs> sometimes from the Aristocats when I'm just feeling really bad. She says There There Duchess. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited to be on the one and only Get Up Stand Up. I changed the name. Oh, where is it now? It's called The Time of the Black Jaguar. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I think you turned me off to get up stand up when you said that our there there Duchess was <laughs> was get down stay down, <laughs> well, <laughs> which was very I accurate. Like, huh? I liked your name. The get up stand up. Name now is very mis- Your name now is very mysterious. I know. How about we name we can name this episode Get Up Stand Up or something? Okay. It's not Let's mysterious, it. but it's like more serious. But um, anyway, I can't help myself. So, let's talk for we're now that we're 5 minutes or a couple minutes in. Simone had a yeah. beautiful experience today that I wish upon the human race. And I wanted to have her share it. Um, she said something to me that I made a note of that she had the feeling that she'd been living in denial instead of living her truth. And this sounds so cliche. But I just think that it's something that most people feel, like that they're living some sort of random life that isn't really serving them, that they're swept up in and sort of lost in. And so, Sammy, tell us us what happened. Well, um, since I've reflected a little upon my initial feeling now, I feel uh, as though... um, it all comes down to environment and my environment for the past four years has been in CU Boulder on the hill. Um, Could you describe what the hill is for people? Yeah, the hill is just like the college community where all the students are living. Um, And so I've gone through many different periods here, um, initially really bad and then only recently getting to be good, but I realized what was good at first from really bad is still not optimal as far as um, I've met many lovely, beautiful, genuine people that I have intense care for, 
but overall, my environments have not been loving, caring, understanding, nurturing. They have been selfish, um, privileged, um, apathetic, um, you know, mostly just live people around me are living life that are rather, um, autopilot. There's not much actual, um, agency in anybody around here that I know. So I've felt quite, I was telling you, Maya, that I've been feeling very just numb in my way of living and like things as simple as getting up in the morning, going to class, doing whatever I do after school, going to bed. There is no like sacred ritual a part of that. Mm -hmm. It was all just like you run through your days. Each day bleeds into the next. This is life. And it can be so insidious that like you don't even notice that this is happening. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that was probably my mental state for close to a year. Um, I remember like varying states um, where I broke out of it for a bit, but overall the lasting mental state was rather like turned off and numb. And I, I was saying before, not that I'm like cured now and enlightened, but I definitely was enlightened in a way as far as like today I was placed in an environment that had just incredible energy, which I what feel like it? I haven't experienced in so long. I, yeah, I was, uh, going to volunteer for SPAN, which is the safe house in Boulder for um, anyone who experiences domestic violence or is cast out of their home and whatnot. So every person that was in the room during training had a very specific energy to them. Their eyes were very kind. Their body was at rest and peaceful. They spoke with you know, they spoke with truth and they spoke with clarity and everyone there was supporting each other and nurturing each other and trying to elevate each other's strengths. And mm-hmm. it was just really beautiful, you know, because everyone always says these things when they talk about community engagement, but I've never actually seen it in practice, really. Yes. And the fact that it was working so beautifully during my training session, and I wasn't expecting this at all. It just like, boom, happened and everything was just flowing and everyone was being so open with one another and it felt like a family even though we had only spoken to each other a few times as a group Mm -hmm. so being in that environment where everyone was genuinely caring for each other and genuinely working towards a social action which was to prevent violence in society um everyone was just very genuinely and earnestly a part of it and present. And I feel like just being in that space today, I was there from like nine to two thirty, So a long time with those people, mm-hmm. something inside of me just clicked. And I was telling you, I got a panic attack because towards the end of it, where I was like really freaking out in my body. I didn't <laughs> like know how to compose myself for the last bit of it because uh-huh. suddenly you know, that subconscious self is just like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> Something suddenly just, like, seems so, so intensely important for me because 
my way of living and my like kind of ingrained role in life was challenged. And so Mm -hmm. I was really, really uncomfortable because suddenly like myself said, like, you need to get on track, (laughs) basically, like you've Uh not been living your truth. And uh, it it just was very clear and it was really special because I feel like that's a rarity. Could you say what you said about how you felt like more like your child self? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it will, I still have more reflecting to do on this because it's funny, like something as what I thought would be just like going to another volunteer training. Like, yeah, I'm going to sit down with some people, learn some facts, hang out and then go home. Like, it'll be just like any other day. So I find it really incredible that just going to this uh, gathering and talking to these people for an extended amount of time, like jolted me. Um, and it, the jolting awakened me a little bit as far as my imaginative side, my energetic side, my silly side, my unique and different side. Um, and your side that can feel wonder, I think you said. My side that felt wonder and hope and joy and just like boundless um, excitement. Um, it just, like, it's not like it fully came back. Like, obviously, yeah. things aren't just suddenly going to snap back. But I actually heard them for the first time in probably years. I heard them kind of, like, swelling a little bit. Like, saying, we're still here, but you <laughs> haven't used us in a while. Uh-huh. As far as, like, I haven't tapped into a lot of childlike qualities that I have in so long um and it just shows me I have a lot a lot of work to do and it's getting to be painful but it's also just I find it so crazy that it's really environment that does that because if I hadn't placed myself in this particular environment Mm -hmm. this wouldn't have happened so it really shows me how really crucial it is for people to be, to have the opportunity to put their bodies and their minds around others that are actually pursuing this. And that's like the only way you can really find clarity, I think. Mm-hmm. Not on your own, but like really feeling the energy of other people that have, that like where this is their main goal in life and their Definitely. main purpose. I, like, really needed those other people to guide me. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't think I would have ever felt this way without them. Yeah, I think that is so important what you just said. And I think that because people... Tell me what you think of just this... It's a general statement. But because people don't really know where they can find that in person, even if people are really aware of what you just said, like super consciously aware, they still may try to find some sort of like-minded, purposeful community, maybe online or something, but it's just, it completely pales in comparison to seeing people in real life, like with real work, having that spirit. Yeah. yeah. And 
Well, I think the main thing also for me was, I know this isn't the case for everyone and each person has their own calling, but this was particularly special for me because ever since I was pretty young, I always wanted to be a helper in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, of course, in my when I was younger, I was very selfish. But you were a total in, helper, yeah. And lots of things, but like my inner self always knew I wanted to be a part of change and like helping and taking care of people. Um, and so this kind of just happened that I ended up volunteering, but the fact that I ended up in this space, I think it really rung true for me because it's probably aligned with my path in life as far as mm-hmm. I really want to be a part of social, like, like fighting for social justice. I really want to fight for minority populations. I really want to be a part of healing the earth. Um, and I was just not doing anything aligned to that vision. No. I was living life. <laughs> I was living life for me. I wasn't thinking about anybody else. And I really know it to be true that part of my personal path is to be a part of the fight against our crazy world, you know, trying to repair it and and help people that are systematically um, not taken care of. Systematically let down and and given very hard life. So um Yeah and personally sorry, go ahead. I was just saying I do believe that everyone has their own specific vein that they're supposed to follow mm-hmm. to kind of like get to the heart of their purpose in life and I think this is very aligned with my purpose and I realized that today which is why it was so momentous is because I I was like finally putting energy into something that was actually really true for me it was like something I really wanted to be doing that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and you you know that I like something that tortures me every day is that I'm a musician and mm-hmm. I like really want to make a living doing arts. Yeah. Uh, doing the art, like taking part of the arts. But I think for so long I would just like feel so trapped because I was like, oh, I I want to make music and I want to do this and that, but like I don't know how to support myself doing this and it's not realistic and whatnot and um being in this shows me that yes music is also strongly tied to my purpose but it kind of is I don't I haven't fully formed this thought but it, it kind of makes me think that maybe music needs to be intertwined with this in some way and that I need to stop taking music so individualistically as far as like uh-huh. just so much of feeling trapped and like you're not living your truth comes from kind of pushing yourself into this very specific place in your mind and only seeing It's hard to describe. I, I, I still don't know what I'm saying, like, really. Yeah. But it's it's just showing me that um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think that makes great sense. My values maybe weren't that clear to me, and I'm starting to learn them better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy about that. <laughs> and I just thought it was so... It's so obvious, the whole thing about environment, like that I've, I knew you re-emphasized that, but one thing that I wanted to say is there is, like how we were talking about, there's a lot of darkness in, for example, this the college environment, but it's just, what is the word you used? Like, there's just sort of like a, it's not like a denial of it. You, you had a better word. Yeah. Well... I didn't express it fully even. I think the main battle I have internally is I know I have values and I know I have morals and, and things that are specifically for me incredibly important, but those things can kind of fade away when you're living that kind of autopilot life. So I think it's reminding me to like remember my values and my truths because Honestly, I think I forgot a lot of them. And totally. by starting to remember them, that's how you can actually follow your purpose to the end. And I think I just like had no idea really what was happening inside at all. Yeah. I think it's just like, you know, a classic case of being mindful versus not being mindful at all, really. But it has a certain interesting nuance to just being mindful yourself that you had to like see other people living in that whole different like attitude. yeah I had yeah I had to see people putting that in practice because it was so it's so common for everyone just to be living the shutdown life um that I really had no idea what that energy could feel like, and I felt it, which was really crazy to actually... And of course, those people aren't perfect. I'm not saying they're saints, but, like, they're definitely following something that is very true and powerful, and it really... That's what made this all happen, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what I was wanting to say before, I think, was that part of the thing that keeps a sort of numbness and, like lack of awareness in places like your college atmosphere or just so most areas of society in general is that there's not really a pinpointing on like values like just like you're saying your truth was sort of invisible the darkness of what's going on is also sort of invisible like you know like the normal yeah. the normalcy of drinking the normalcy of drugs the normalcy of all sorts of sexism or Stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's something that is in the air all the time and fogs out the truth, but that isn't, um, yeah, it's just not seen clearly. Whereas, like, a place where you went, you went and saw, like, the, the real evidence of, like, because of lots of dark things that we have going in society, we have many women who need a safe house, like, to go to. Yeah. And whenever you get in contact and really open yourself up to, like there, these are real people who are, who are like paying the consequences of these dark yeah. things that are just part of our normal soup. It also like shows you the, the light. So I guess in terms of my podcast being mysterious, I think the reason I wanted to go with like the black sort of kind of logo, other than I really like this the book though, 
um, the time of the Black Jaguar, is that <laughs> I think that, like, everyone, this is such a common topic, but I think that our whole reluctancy to see darkness for what it is and, like, be clear about it is sort of what keeps us away from, like, the kind of atmosphere that you were in as well. Like, you have to be yeah. able to call out. Because in college, there's a bunch of miserable people. There's a bunch of confused people. Like, there's a lot of pain internally in all those people. It's just, yeah. um, it's not directly seen or understood or taken as, like, seriously as it needs to be. Everyone will still go out and drink, and everyone will still go out and say a bunch of... Um, sexist things and still be very entitled and all that stuff yeah it's really important to like something that was even said today that it's incredibly important to fight systems of oppression because they and because it's literally affecting everything mm -hmm. that's why doing this work not only fights things societally but it like internally is a huge help of um breaking down my own internal impression and uh exactly and yeah it's just uh, it's uh, the idea of normalcy is really interesting because like anyone that studies sociology or has any awareness to that kind of stuff it knows that we are all afflicted by the ways of the world and so the fact that so many people live in normalcy it's like it's not their fault no, um not even close the fact the fact is that we all need to you know help each other we need to support each other i needed those people today to guide me into a new way of thinking um or else i wouldn't have gotten there so it just really you know it's inspiring be reminded that if you can practice this um, mindset and you can be exuding this energy out there every day, then you can lift other people up too. So it's just inspiring and how important it is to act the way that you want to because it can significantly affect others around you and maybe spark something inside of them just like I was sparked today by their actions. Exactly. I just want to really... It's something... Yeah, it's just something as small as that, really. And it's so crazy to me. Yeah, I just wanted to reiterate about what you said that about before about the idea of your whole... Like, your whole day, you're really not... You weren't, and not you in particular, obviously, but weren't taking responsibility for the actions of your day. You know what I mean? Like the impact of the actions of your day. And yeah. like it, we need to be in a totally different mindset. Like where all of our actions, like we're really conscious of what their mm -hmm. impacts are. And yeah, I also want to, yeah. on a personal note, the whole idea of, people being able to be in the mindset that you're talking about and being able to help people through that. I felt Okay, we we got cut off a bit, me and Sammy, but we're gonna wrap this up. And um I think I was in the middle of talking about 
Um, a lot of what I've already talked about on this podcast has to do with not being able to get connection. And I was just sharing personally that when the world around you is more or less asleep in the way that Simone has been talking about, um, even your most beautiful sisters and friends can't be um, present for in a basic emotional present way for you in life. And so that's just an extra and really important thing to remember, an extra reason to um, reconnect more with the things that someone has been talking about because it helps complete the whole web of being able to have empathetic connection with other people, which is like crucial to their survival. So, yeah. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. Um, the point that like um yeah you can't expect a certain thing from friends and family so you kind of have to i don't know i'm trying to think of how to say this but mm-hmm. I, I feel like you have to obviously you can't support yourself completely but you have to Find your community of like-minded people when you're in those moments when you need to express things that maybe can't be completely um, understood and related to by others. And then when you're with your friends, trying as hard as possible to still keep that non-judgmental framework, you know? Like you can't, like we were just saying, you can't, get angry at other people for for that normalcy yeah it makes no sense to do that it's just like it is a tricky thing though because obviously if your immediate friend group is not exactly aligned with your values and but you kind of ended up with them because of many real things but also there's like lots of um just disconnect there yeah, yeah, totally. It's interesting to know how to navigate that. Yeah. But what do you think about that? About the idea of having to disconnect with your friend group? Or? What did you say? Do you, do you mean what do I think about having to disconnect with your friend group? Or? Because I think... Well, as far as like when you're starting to feel like maybe you're opening your eyes a little bit more yeah and maybe your friends are still in the place where they're not really seeking that or yeah are living in their set way yeah um realizing that they're your friends because of many real things um and trying not to feel isolated in the fact that they're different from you but um, just, I mean, obviously this is harder, uh, to put in action than to say, but because I know it can feel really alone if you're on this path, but other people aren't really on it with you. Yeah, I think um, you've known that I've been feeling so much like this. Yeah, my main thing to say about that is that there are select communities where you can try to share and relate with those that 
are on your wavelength. And then with your friends, you just need patience and love and understanding, I would say. You're such a little angel. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously not that easy, but no, even I though know, I have no, a lot no, of friends you're, you're that are so right, thinking quite like me, I love them endlessly. I feel like most people feel that way about their friends. Yeah. So it ends up working out. Yeah. I think so. Do you have anything else that you want to say about this experience? Well, I think the last thing I would say is just that I feel very happy and at peace and lucky. And I'm also really scared. I should note that, that I'm really scared to be more aware, which is kind of funny. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm scared because now I'm going to be uncomfortable a lot. Um, but a thing that kept saying a lot, a lot. Well, they, they say like, open your heart and go towards discomfort, which means when you go towards discomfort, that means you're looking internally um, at what makes you nervous, what makes you sad, what makes you scared. Um, and when you start figuring out all of these kind of like manifestations of the way you're living that mm -hmm. have built up inside of you, when you start cracking them open, that's really scary. Because realizing the many ways that you live aren't healthy, uh, right, requires a lot of change afterwards, after the uh -huh. fact. So oh, yeah, it's you just said that, that so beautifully. <laughs> so it's that state right now of knowing that change has to come and that it's going to be hard, but that it's so much better than before. And I am looking forward to. I mean, when you think about it, I'm I'm so young, and so are you. I'm only 22, and there's so I'm sure I'm gonna have this moment again and again. And it is cool to think about where I'll be after I work on this and like hold myself to it for a little bit and really try to be the person that I'm reminded of right now. Yeah, it like it this topic like rises above I feel like all those other things that can dominate your mind when you're living like complacently in your own bubble. And it might be painfully complacently, but um yeah, like making this connection like it can transform you in a way that like no yoga plan's going to transform you, no diet plan's going to transform you, no new friend is, you know, like Mm -hmm. this can, well, I, I did realize also, though, that what is really crucial is that environment and community. So mm -hmm. putting yourself out there also to keep being around those people that remind you of your past, too. Yeah. And to not let yourself be led along with people that may bring down your energy or make you feel small or... Like you, uh, like what you're doing isn't valid. Yeah, I thanks for saying that. That's really sometimes hard to identify if that's what you feel like is all that you're surrounded with. It can be disorienting. Yeah. But yeah. So I wanted to ask you Simone used to sing this song when she was like seven. Back when she was a little Southern Georgian girl called... Oh, uh, yeah, I used to be a Southern Belle. 
yeah, Blue Moon of Kentucky. And I was wondering if you would sing that for us in good fun. I'll sing it for everyone. This is a great song. I don't know its origins. <laughs> so that'd be interesting to look up. But it goes like this. Well, the mode of Kentucky keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue. Well, blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue. Well, it was on a moonlit night with the stars shining bright. Wind blowing high. My love said goodbye. Well, blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue. Well, blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue. Blue moon. I was just hearing your little seven-year-old voice doing your little love <laughs> I don't think I've sang it all the way through since. Well, this is quite the occasion, folks. It is quite the occasion. Um, it's, do you remember that it, song that Pappy used to sing? The, I see the moon, the moon sees me. Oh, uh, yeah. Down Way down south from the old oak tree. Please let the light, Please let the light that shines on me shine on the one that I love. Yep. That's a very lovely one, too. Yep. I love you, Samski. <laughs> I love you, too. All right. And to all, you, to all you listeners out there, you can uh, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> what else <laughs> do you want to say to them? <laughs> what else should you say? Thank you for having me on today, madame. Duchess. Duchess. There, there, Duchess. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. I hope to be back again. Hopefully, yeah. you'll let me on for another thrilling topic. I think we'll let her back. <laughs> you <laughs> could take a poll and see if it's exactly. The I'll take says. a poll. <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Ciao. Ciao. Um, yeah, why don't you, uh, instead of sliding now, get in with the bass like Bob Marley's guy. Does anybody know Get Up, Stand Up? You buggers. Uh, my handbag. This is nowhere near the, the subtlety of Get Up, Stand Up.
was one of Bob Marley's very early pieces, and you hear the guitar and the bass are doing not only work together, but some very smart complementary stuff. It's more clever than we've got, but I'll give you an idea how beautiful it can be. Thank you, my dear. Because Bob Marley has now lost it, you know what I mean? You don't have it no more, but this is when he had it. Yeah, take a listen. It's a different song altogether and different rhythm, but just hear how reggae was before they got smart. When he was really smart. Hey, the, oh, it must be back where he's front. Hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, I see. Listen, listen, listen. Most beautiful rhythm.
to start pouring. But how we grind it made the weather change. Next for us. Most of the time, when the rain is start pouring. But how we grind it made Most of the time, when the rain is start pouring. But how we grind it made the weather change for us. But we never change for us. So smile for us when you see us drive for us. Nigga, watch us fall. Stop and start, nigga, not at all. I don't care too much for money, but money can buy me.